Uh, I just been, I excelled at that guy. I mean, I just took advantage of the opportunity. I'm just, I'm just thankful I'm still doing it, bro. All right. Yeah. I to play basketball that long, for that long of a time, right? Like most people's there, they have an expiration date on their career. Right? So for you to do it as long as you've done it, right? Yeah. Continuing to keep living that who dream for real and keep pushing that way. Yeah. Inspirational, bro, for real. Man, that's love, bro. I appreciate it. I appreciate y'all for having me in the podcast, man. I watch y'all. I watch. I be watching your podcast. I be watching this, man. Hey, man, you're a neighborhood hero. We gotta have him on. He's a neighborhood hero, bro. From West Orange. <laughs> <laughs> love, that's love. Appreciate you. Yeah. I saw Pat on Sean the Barbie. I was like, man, it's cool. Chick, <laughs> chill. All the Jersey West Orange high heads on here, of course. We had Wayne. Had, 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 had Wayne on last. Yeah, so you had Dwayne on, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. Dwayne got definitely got to be on there. Another guy I had to hoop with too. Nah, he was he was tough to be hoop, bro. Dwayne, Dwayne's Dwayne doing his thing. Dwayne was a problem. Still Dwayne, is a problem. I'm happy for Dwayne, bro. He's he's living he's living his he's living the hoop life for sure. Yo, you good over there, Greg? We we good to go. Hey man, listen, I, my audio is not messing up. I don't know what happened there, but we've gotten over the technical difficulties, so I'm good. I'm good, man. Uh, we straight welcome back to another installment, another episode of the Bench Mob Podcast. Tonight we have special guest Carlo De Chavez, West Orange High School legend, Bloomfield College graduate, professional basketball player with the Ratty. Welcome to the show. <laughs> My boys, thank you, bro. Thank you for having me, man. Appreciate you. Yo, so we hop right into it. Um, so you play professional ball overseas. What's the biggest difference between basketball in the states and basketball overseas? Man, I think it's just the style of play, man. It's just like they play different over there. It's like it's more of like a European style, I could say. Like you know, it's more over here. It's more athletics, fast pace. And over there, it's more like they kind of they it's fast paced, but they kind of slow it down. Mm-hmm. So like, and it's a lot of it's a lot of European style, like a lot of ball movement. Uh, they have different type of footwork out there. You see, you see guys doing different type of, you see guys doing like Luca type of stuff. Like they got a lot of different moves out there. Like you don't be really seeing out here. So, and that, I think that's the biggest difference. And it's, it's really physical out there too. The style of play for sure. Which style of play do you think fits your game better? Like, you like playing overseas more than in the States? I could say that. I could say overseas definitely helped me expand my game. Absolutely. Like, before I was more – I could say I was just playing off more raw talent. Like, back in high school, I, w- I was playing more off just, like, relying on my three ball and just playing off, like, just freestyle. But, like, now, like, I really be seeing the game off. Like, overseas helped me – see the game more like there's so many different ways you could score uh like just a lot of your foot like footwork is everything honestly in basketball so like footwork and yeah definitely overseas helped me help me expand my game more so I, i'll say overseas for sure that's tough too because i remember when i hooped with uh you back when you were in high school you played at the y um and you know like he the thing that stuck to me about your game was that you were so under control and it was you were smart. Like I enjoyed playing with you because I got so many easy baskets. We were just getting so many easy baskets for everybody. You know what I mean? Like yeah, the yeah, ball yeah. doesn't stick. It doesn't stick back then. So for you to say that you went overseas and then the difference is that there's more ball movement there. That's crazy, right? Like there's that much poor yeah. player movement, things like that. You know where yeah, you're yeah, at. Yeah. It's 
crazy, bro. I mean, crazy. <laughs> one question I had that popped in my head while you were talking too is like, I mean, I, I met you back then, but obviously you were in high school. You were you were still you were still a very good player then. Obviously, like, where did this all start for you? Like, you know, take me back to when you were younger. Where did this passion for the game come from? Man, started definitely with my pops, man. My dad, he just like. I'll be honest, I feel like he was the original LeVar. Like, he had three boys. He trained three boys to just be basketball. Because he's, he's a basketball fanatic. Like, growing up, he, he used to play ball over in the Philippines. So, and, like, he just, I don't know. Like, we just definitely got from my pops. And he used to train us. We used to go to Livingston Park, like, every morning. And Dogwood, Dogwood Park, if you all know Dogwood Park, we used to go there, just train every morning. And... And, yeah, man, just started over there for sure. I mean, I started playing since I was, like, five. So, basketball's just been in my blood, man. So, for sure. Shout out to Pop. I remember him being at the games. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Great IQ. Uh, now, recently, I, I know I saw, I heard, and I'm glad everything is okay, but I know they went through – uh, scare with COVID. How was that for you um, mentally and, you know, training and still trying to play ball, but you got your parents health in as a concern? Like, how was that time for you mentally and everything? Oh, man. I mean, I was a little, that was scary. I mean, I didn't know, COVID, I knew COVID was serious, but when when I found out my dad, like my dad was, he was really sick, man. Like, there's a, t actually my whole family had it. So like, but my dad had it had it the most, like had it the worst, because he was really like he really had all the symptoms. So it was a big scare. But but I mean, we did, we were cool. We we're good. We we uh we didn't go to the hospital. We did a lot of home remedies. So we believe in the home remedies. So he did that, and he just kept getting better every day. So like, but it was still it was scary. He's a little scared though. I was I was a little, I was just trying to try to uh, take my mind off it and just you know help him as much because I wasn't even in the house. I was a. Uh, I was uh, quarantined by myself in the hotel. So it was just that them, uh, my parents and my brother. So they all had it. So I'm pretty sure I had it too, but I was asymptomatic. So I didn't really feel all the symptoms. Well, I'm glad they made it out. For that. Appreciate you, bro. Thank you. For real. Nah, appreciate that, man. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. I had my own running with COVID and my family had it in the house too. Kind of had an outbreak here. So. I know what that's like, bro. People think it's sweet. It's really nah, no joke, man. It's no joke. It's Absolutely. You talked about your uh, your brothers earlier um, when you were talking about you know your dad being the original Levar. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I seen you post your brothers on the on the gram too. Like, how, you know, how, what were those like one on one battles in the backyard, like or at the park, like you know, growing up? And do you think how do you think they shaped you uh, in your game? Oh man, they definitely paved the way for me, man. Like I was just. I mean, growing up, they went to they went to St. Bendix. They played ball over there, so they had it. They had it a little different, you know. Like I could say, I had a better high school run than them because they they didn't really they played, but they were tough. Like they 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 could still hoop because they played with like a lot of like top high school prospects. D one, uh, J R Smith went to St. Bendix. They were there when he was there, so they helped it helped mold their game. So they just they just pass it on to me. So like you know, they told me and they told me I was supposed to go to St. Benedict's actually, but they told me to go to West Lawrence so you could have a better career. So I was like, I was like definitely, but it was definitely my brothers, man. They helped pave the way for me for sure. So we gotta ask, we have to know who's the best out of the Chavez brothers. Who's the best <laughs> basketball player? 
Oh, man. I mean, we're all competitive, man. All in our primes. I'm, I got I got to pick myself, man. I got to. Uh, that's me being competitive, though, man. I mean, of course, they're, they're going to say they're better than me, but but I, I got to pick myself. I got to pick I got to say it's me, man. Definitely. I don't blame you on that one. Uh, <laughs> I don't blame you on that uh, What's from uh-huh. call Going back to West Orange High School days, like, um, how was it for you? Uh, Dwayne graduates, that class, Christian, Smith, all of them, they graduate that next year. It's pretty much your team. You're the focal point. How was that for you that season? Those last, what, two, three years, it was basically your team. He was the focal point. How was that for you being basically the guy? And all of the state knows West Orange, we have to try to stop Carlos. So how was that for you those uh, last couple years of high school? Man, that was – I mean, me knowing that this is my senior year, it was it was crazy, man. Like I knew I knew that that was like I had all the green lights. So like I just knew I had to just I didn't really think about it so much, but I just I just knew like this is my year to like I gotta go crazy, you know. So I mean we had a pretty okay year. We went ten and fifteen though, but but most of the games were close. So I mean even our year, bro, when when I was a junior, like when in your senior year, we had a good team. It's just like, you know, we it was just it was just we just didn't uh it was just a bad year that year. We just we had a lot of close games too. But I mean, all that—that that was my senior year. I just my mindset was just go crazy, do as much as I could to help the team win. I mean, we hadn't we had no varsity experience actually. I mean, everyone was moving up from JV and freshman, and I was the only returning uh, varsity player. So my mindset was just to do as much as I can to help the team win. And it was it was a fun year though. I mean, that was a blessing. I think I had a uh, I made the Essex County All-Star game that year. So it was good. You know, it was good. It was a, it was a nice year. It was solid. Yeah, that junior year, uh, my senior year, we had a lot of talent, but it was a lot of, uh, I can say, a lot of immaturity, a lot of um, not everybody playing a role, which factored in the yeah, chemistry. Yeah. The chemistry, the chemistry was, it was just the chemistry wasn't there. That's, that's just how it was. Because we had, it was we a had, talent. We had talent for sure. We did. Um, for, for you, one of the things that you could definitely hang your hat on, uh, since being in high school, probably even before that is everybody knew that Carlo could shoot. Where did your ability to shoot come from? And specifically, like, how did you get the range on your shot? Not only did you shoot mid range, but you shot some pretty deep threes starting in high school, which... Kind of was a little bit revolutionary. Now you see everybody doing that, basically shooting from half court in sixth grade. So, where did that shot come for you? Honestly, back I I didn't have really used to shoot. I wasn't even a shooter like that before. Like growing up playing like in the YMCA, I was more like a post guy. I mean, people really know me. I was I was I like I like to be in the post too. I think the most guard play I played was back in high school because I had to. I, was, I, I used to run the points sometimes and just bring up the ball a lot. But it came from it came from growing up too, though. Like I would used to I'm not really a mid-range shooter, actually. If you really watch me, watch me play. I'm more of like I shoot a lot of threes actually. So so uh it was definitely I used to in the park, I used to uh, I used to just shoot a lot of deep threes. Like even though I'm just shooting, like not even just practicing them, I'm just shooting deep threes and and I just, I guess it just came like from just doing that in the park a lot. I just translated into my game. So, 
I guess it was just that. And I just started working on more, getting a lot more reps. So, but yeah, yeah, it was definitely had to be like that in the park for sure. So when it comes to that, would you say the most important thing and having a, a deep ball and further out is just repetition? It's definitely repetition, working on working on the right, like on how, how to shoot the shot, like how to shoot off the dribble. And it's just, it's a lot of reps. You just got to get a lot of reps. Be all to be a great shooter, you just got to get a lot of reps up. Honestly, just got like like Pat, man. Pat gets look at Pat, man. He's Pat, something different. The best shooter in Jersey, I argue. He's he could shoot that. What like that's money. Once once he's open, it's you, you walk back. That's 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 a money ball. So for sure, I mean, but he gets reps up every day, like. Every single day, wherever he goes, like JCC, I swear to God, he's in, he's in there from morning till night, just getting reps up, and that's 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 just the key, man. Repetition. Uh, playing with Pat for the first time, I think I played for the Pat for the first time, and you that was around the time I met you. It was unbelievable. It was just like yo, like every time he shoots the ball, it was bread. There was no bread. Crazy, it's crazy. You can see the work. You can see the work when he plays. It's, it's insane. So I root for him like crazy. Whenever I get a chance to tune in, whatever he's doing on IG, and uh, hopefully his next move is a big one, pro. Yeah. Um, but you know, listen, I you know I want as we were talking, um, I, I had a couple questions that pop into my head, but I think the one that really pops into my head too is like you talk. You mentioned that you were a good shooter. You're a great shooter coming up, and uh, we talked about that, but. Um, your passing was you had a good, good, really good feel for the game. Like I noticed that when I first played with you, like it's because it's not something that's that common, especially with young hoopers. So when you're in high school, you're not feel for the game is something that develops later with time, or you hoop, right? So like, how did you get that that feel for the game, right? Because you seem to always know where guys are on the floor and make the right read. So like that's a big thing I, I try to focus on with young guys. I I hoop out, I hoop with, but um, what do you? How do you get that uh, that ability? I'll be. I, I mean, it just. I've always had a natural feel for the game, honestly. Like, and it just kept developing over time. Like as I, as I studied the game. So like, I mean, I think like honestly, my favorite part of the game is passing. Like, of course, everyone loves scoring, but pass. I love getting my team involved, knowing like knowing that if I could get my team involved and that and they could get going, like it makes my job easier for me to get going. So like, I just like I like getting the team involved. Like that's I love, team ball is like. That's always been what I like. That's that's my game. Like I love team ball, but I've always I could say I've always it just came natural, man. Like, but when I when I, as I went overseas, I mean, it it really developed over there too because you play with like, you know, you play with some better players and and when I'm passing the ball, like it just it just developed. All right, that's true. I like so, your passes, your passes more likely to get to the right guy's hands and you know make the shot. Yeah. yeah. You know? So where do you play overseas? Has it been multiple countries? Is it one country specifically? Where are you playing at? I, play, overseas? I just play in the Philippines right now. Yeah, I play in uh, the league. I play is called MPBL. It's actually Manny Pacquiao. You know, the, if you know the boxer Manny Pacquiao, it's uh, it's it's his uh, own professional league actually. So he made his own uh, f uh, professional league out there. So I've been playing there for like it's been like three. It's my third year right now. So. I mean, I'm supposed to be there now, but, uh, you know, of COVID and they postponed the season. So, but yeah, yeah, he's, uh, it's a, it's a pro league over there. So that's, that's such a huge opportunity. It's like the format he made is like, 
It's like it's like an NBA format. It's 30, 30 cities you got to represent. You represent. It's like it's thirty teams, all all different cities in the Philippines, and it's, it's cool. It's a great league, man. I'm 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 thankful to. I'm thankful for that league. Absolutely, like it's it's a huge opportunity for me to to show what I could do. You know, I'm just thankful. So, the team got me over there. So with COVID and whatnot, is there any projection when the next season will be starting? Uh, prob- hopefully, uh, they're trying to uh, start the season back up in June. So, if they started back up in June, then I'll pro- I'm I'm gonna go back for sure around April. So, and what about the what about you know the business side of things, right? Because being a professional is so much more than just playing basketball. Like, and you can speak to that more than I can or anyone else can. Obviously, uh, you have that experience. Like, what changed from playing in high school, college, to being a pro? Making money doing this. Well, yeah, every I mean you're getting paid to do that. So it's different out there. I mean, you gotta really when you're over there, you really gotta you gotta like if it's depends on the management and everything, you know, you really gotta gotta get along with the management. But what a lot of people don't understand though, that like when you go overseas, like it's, it's I won't lie, there's a lot of hate too, because you know, you're a foreigner, you're not you're a foreigner over there, you're not you're not a local, so they're gonna look at you differently, so some, so you gotta really go through the hate over there too. But, but it's just different because you know, they really, it's different. It's different out there for sure. It's different business side. A college not getting paid, you know. So, yeah. you're just playing. You're just playing. But over there, you gotta really, with the business side of everything, you gotta really get along with the management, and you know. But at the same time, just don't try not to focus on all that all the like the politics and stuff and all the all, all the business side and you just gotta you just gotta hoop you just gotta hoop and try to keep your contract basically facts i mean do you have did you have a agent when you went out there did you hire anybody to represent you and contract yeah i had a little season? i had a little agent yeah you need you need a little something you need a little connection too to go out there too so i had a little agent and he just got me into some tryouts and uh i just a team picked me up so i'm thankful for that awesome how did you go about choosing the agent that you chose or was it kind of it was you know, kind of uh I kind of knew him too like uh like kind of growing up I could say and he moved out there so cuz there's a lot of Filipino leagues out here so I'd see him out there and then uh he he uh he messaged me and told me to come out there so I went out there tried out for a couple of teams and that team picked me up so now going back to college, you went to Bloomfield College. What was your recruitment process like, and could it have been any other school outside of Bloomfield? Uh, I was getting a couple D three looks, and uh, probably and a couple D two looks. And uh, I went to the, I did the EKB showcase. If y'all know the EKB, you know the EKB show was held in West Orange, and uh, I did, I did pretty all right there. I think that's when, when they wanted, uh, when Bloomfield really wanted uh, to get me right after at the. Uh, EKB and uh maybe like I had a one one D1 uh like interest but I knew I wasn't going D1 so the best bet was Bloomfield that was the and Willie P Willie P had uh was looking at me too so but I knew Bloomfield's gonna give me give me the uh give me the best offer so for sure I'm not, I mean I was thankful the Bloomfield Bloomfield got me so what were some of the biggest factors in deciding to go to Bloomfield, right? Because for everybody, it's different. Like, for some people, it's, hey, look, look, I'm going to play the most here. 
And for other people, it's like, hey, I'm gonna get the best education here. Like, you know, like just post post um, basketball, post college, right? So where was your head at when you were getting recruited? And what were you looking for? Uh, just just the best fit for me. I mean, and like it was near home. Bloomfield's right by West Orange, the next town over. And like I did my commuting, you know, so. But they, they, I don't know. I, I took a visit over there. I, I, I love the campus. Like it's a small, it's a small private college. So, but I, I like the feel for it. it. Gave me actually like a even like I like a West Orange type of vibe. Like, like I, I felt I like the vibe over there. So like, just the just the field school. I liked it and uh, and yeah, that is really the feel for the school for sure. Uh, yeah. uh, no, nah, it froze. It froze. Oh, okay. Okay. Y'all can hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What should we call it? So, with you playing overseas in the Filipino League with uh, Manny Pacquiao, do you have any aspirations to actually you me, like, come back home, possibly play professionally in the States, or are you feeling that's more of your home staying over there? I mean, I mean, absolutely. Like, I mean, if if I had a if I have any other offers to play, I, I will definitely take it. But like right now, like I feel at home over there. They're giving me that's that's the league I'm I'm playing in right now. So like, I'm right now. I'm just trying to keep. I'm just trying to keep uh, hooping for as long as I could, man. Like you know, right now actually, like since I'm uh, I'm not since the season's not on, like I'm just working a little bit and just trying to make some extra money too. But like. But right now, like, like that's where I want to be. Right now, uh, I'm comfortable where I'm at, you know. But of course, if there's any other offers, like, I'll definitely, I'll definitely look into that for sure, for sure. So, it's possibly starting back up in June. What are you doing? Stay ready, especially during time with COVID, where it's a lot of places where you can't even get into a gym. So, how are you trying to stay ready for whenever they do open back up? Man, I mean, I'm just like I said, I'm working though. Like, I work at night. I work night shift, six to three. So right now I'm just trying to stay as sharp as I could be, like you know, and when they, when I know the season's gonna come back, that that's when I'm a uh, I'm gonna start. I mean, of course you gotta keep working out, training, but with with work and everything, I try to I try to uh, have like good time management, you know. So like, so because I get out I get off late, so I'm just trying to. Right now I'm just trying to stay sharp. I go away, I try to go away room at least three four times a week, and I mean yeah, there's no gym, so I'm trying to sometimes work on ball handling, and like. I'm just trying to stay sharp right now. So growing up, right, um, you've been at the practices. A lot of us didn't take weight room serious. Um, how important, <laughs> how, <laughs> how important yeah. think weight room is in the success of a basketball player? Weight room is the most, that's, man, that's everything, man. You need to be in the weight room. Just, just getting working. You need to get strong. Like I, I, I didn't even take weight room serious. I was, that's what I regret too. I could have been more of a, a better leader because I had a, and better. I could have showed better leadership. You know, like I could have worked way harder. Because I, I, honestly, all my my whole high school career, I just I just played off, just how I play. I just played like I just loved the game. Like I just I love playing the game. But I, I could I like I didn't realize how much of how much work you really need to put in if you want to get to that next level. So wave room is is key, man. You need to be in the wave room. 
because uh, at the next, especially if you want to play at the next level, like these guys are grown men, like they're strong. Like you need to, you need to really hold your own. Like they don't, they don't, especially overseas, bro. Like they, they, it's not just, they play physical, like they hit you and they're going to let you go get a, they're not going to let you, uh, they're not going to let you slide. Like it, no easy lesson on, they're going to really hit you. So like, yeah, weight room is, uh, is key, man, for sure. Like you got to, that's that's where you really get right over there. So question, right? So you're playing in the league over there. Would you say based off of the talent and the players over there, American basketball players are typically soft and wouldn't be able to handle that from your experience of playing in both USA, now in the Philippines, and you say the overseas basketball is more physical but you look at the NBA now, it's all these rules. You can't breathe on somebody and it's a foul. Do you yeah. think a lot of players will be able to actually translate the game over to overseas? I mean, well, what you mean? Like, 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 which, like, which level, like, just in general? Uh, on the pro level, like, with everything okay. that's completely different here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, nah, they could. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Cause yeah, yeah, you can't in, in this over here. Like, you can't. A lot of people like in the NBA and the league. Like, like look at Harden. Like sometimes they don't even be touching them. Like, and he just gets a, uh, and he gets every call. You feel so? Like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. Like, it's tough to say because it's a, a whole different ball game over there. Like in, in overseas. But like, I don't know. It's tough to say. Like they need, cause you need to go out there and it's like I don't know if they came out there. I need, I need to see how they could, uh, how they can handle the game out there. You know. How much would you say that in general, like for the success, does mental toughness play a factor in it? Because you're out there, you're overseas, um, you're not by family, you're not home. You, I mean, you feel at home, but you're not in the comfort of what you really want. How much is mental toughness a factor in your success, especially, like I said, for overseas? Mental toughness is everything, man. Like, you need, you're going to go through, especially over when you go overseas, man, like, you're going to go through some of the lowest, lowest lows, lowest of the lows. Like, you, a lot, they don't like you out there. Like, they're not, at first, they're not. They're not, they're not, they're going to show you that they hate you, like, and you really got to show them that, like, you could adjust to the game, the style of play, and plus keep, and, because it's different over there, like, you got to adjust to the culture over there, like, like, it's, like, if you're, like, the type, you know, over here, you could talk a lot of, you know, talk a lot of smack, like, you could, uh, like, a lot, a lot of smack talking, and, uh, like, you can't really do that over there, because, like, in the Philippines, like, you can't really do that, because they don't, they look at that as like arrogant. So you really have to like keep a level head. And so, yeah, mental toughness is everything, man. Like you gotta, cause for me, I, I mean, I had to try, I went through some lows. Like there's trials where I was, I was like, man, I'm for sure gonna make this team. But like, like I would get cut because they told me, I mean, they just, I don't know. They just didn't like me. Like just, they said they got their guys already. So, I mean, you just gotta, you just got to keep pushing forward, man. Like, all, despite all the stuff you got to go, like, you're already there. Like, you got to keep, you got to keep going. 
in situations like that, like, so you're getting cut, you know, you're doing the best you could do. Is there any point where doubt sets in and you start to question yourself or you start to question your game? Like, maybe I'm not that good. Maybe this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. And if that does set in, like, how do you deal with those doubts? Definitely good. There's definitely doubts for sure. Like, there was a time where I thought I was going, I thought my career was done. Like, like actually, what the my, the first half of the season, like I wasn't even playing that much. Even if I would go crazy, like I would go crazy in practice. I would, I would, I, I felt like I was honestly. I felt like me and my brother were, were the main guys in our team, but but they didn't really use me that much at first because they just I don't know. Like I I don't I couldn't even explain it. So like maybe they judge me from how like like I don't know from how I look like. They they didn't know what how what how they'll use me, but like even though I was showing them in practice, but they just gotta you just gotta I don't know that's tough because a lot of a lot of people really that's gonna really uh they're they're gonna doubt you and then they're gonna like I mean I felt I felt doubt doubtful for sure like I was about to quit, but I just I just I just told myself that you just gotta stay ready man you just gotta keep going because eventually it's, you're gonna have your opportunity like once you get. Cause once you get that one opportunity, like you, you probably never, you might not even get it back. So you may not even get it back. So like, you just gotta, you gotta, you just gotta stay ready for sure. You just gotta keep right. You just gotta stay ready, keep putting in the work. And once the opportunity comes, just, just go after it for sure, man. I mean, and I had my opportunity. Once I had my opportunity, I just, I just excelled at that. I kept going. No, I mean, that's, that's a fact. And, and actually, to kind of piggyback off that off that last point you're making about taking advantage of opportunities, you know, what's your goal for this season coming up, right? With it being in June, and I know it's a weird season. What do you look yeah. to accomplish this year? Like, from a personal perspective, like, we maybe if it's, like, averaging a certain amount of points, obviously you want to win. But, like, there's obviously personal yeah. points, like, right? So, like, what are you looking to do this year? What are your goals from a personal perspective and from a team perspective? Oh, man, I'm just trying to – I'm just trying to be. I'm just trying to uh, just be that guy. Like I'm just trying. I'm just trying to show him my all-around game. You know, like of course, I, I just wanna. I just wanna show him that I, I belong. You know, like I just wanna be in a team where they really trust me and just show me that. That like just give me that shot every every opportunity I could. So, I mean, I'm trying. Of course, I'm trying to try to average some more points, more assists. Just try to get my stats up too. But most point, I'm just trying to help the team get some wins, man. Just try to. We're just trying to keep a contract for as long as I could. Well, I, I know for sure winning cures everything. So the more wins, I'm pretty sure that the contract stays in there. So yeah, hey, whatever you would do to help the team win, I'm pretty sure they'll be able to see the value in that. That's that's all that matters. If if the team is winning, everybody wins. Everybody, no, everybody, everybody for sure. So, so. transitioning. With the quickness segment, this is like a rapid fire. We're going to ask you some questions. Whatever comes okay. to your mind, your personal opinion, don't worry if anybody else is going to agree, whatever you like. All right? <laughs> All right, for sure. All right, we're going to start off with an easy one. Rap or R&B? Uh, I'm going to have to pick R&B, my man. R&B. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm a singer All type. Right. I'm about to be singing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking that. All right. Well, who's your favorite R&B artist right now? Man, that's a tough one. I mean, I don't know. I'm like a boys to men type. Like, you know, like, 
I mean, I be mixing it like Neo, all that, you know. I mean, yeah. Drake, I know not Drake. I know Drake be R and B, but he's rap. Now. He be singing and shit, but but it's a tough one. It's tough. So many, so many to pick. Yo, Neo's underrated, bro. He does not oh. get enough love. Neo, bro, he doesn't get enough love in these yeah, streets. Yeah, Neo's different. Neo's different. He is different. different. <laughs> Neo's different. Neo's different. So, all right. So then, give me the five people that you have in your musical rotation now. Five musical people in my rotation. Shit, that's a tough one. Ah, uh, okay. I'll pick a uh, little baby. Definitely, little baby. Uh, Jack Harlow. I've been bumping some Jack Harlow. I I like Jack Harlow. Uh, Rod Wave. Rod Waves. Uh, Rod Waves actually one of my favorites. Rod Wave. Little baby Jack Harlow. Drake. Always Drake. And uh, man, I say the baby. I've been bumping the baby. So yeah, that's, that's my five. I've been bumping lately. What's your yeah? That's not a bad thought. <laughs> what's your go-to favorite meal? Like, what's your favorite? If you could have this every day, what's your favorite meal? Go-to favorite meal, sheesh. Uh man, probably a uh, a grilled chicken honey mustard wrap. Yeah, grilled chicken, honey mustard wrap with shredded lettuce, tomato. Cause I've been having that lately. That's what that's what I'll be working. So I'll be saying that grit during my lunch break, I'll be doing a grilled chicken, honey mustard wrap with uh, shredded lettuce, tomato, cucumbers, provolone. Yeah, that's that's I'll say that's my go-to meal right now. And honey mustard is undefeated, bro. Fact. Yeah. Honey yeah. mustard. <laughs> honey, honey mustard is it for sure. Howdy, Buster's undefeated. Who's your top five NBA players right now? Right now, top top five. Well, like favorite or like just like talent wise. Like, who do you your, think? Your, top top, your personal top five. If you think Andre Drummond is top five, Andre Drummond is top five. <laughs> okay, okay, my top five. Uh, LeBron, Luca, pick Luca. Man, top five. Lamelo, Lamelo's on my top five. I love his game, man. His feel for the game is is different. I think he's easy. I mean, yeah, he's. I think he's easy rookie of the year this year, man. He's. I, I love. I love his game. Lamelo. Uh, man, I put AD in there. AD's. Crazy and uh, Nikola Jokic for sure. Okay. Yeah, that's my top five. That's my top five. Like, yeah, in the league right now, my favorite in the league. If they was on the squad, that's that's a lot of wins on that squad right there. Absolutely, okay. that team is. That's a wrap. That's a chip. team. Um, in your overall career, what was your your best game? If you had to think about it, the your best game in your career, your favorite game where you just went off which game was that man uh i'll probably say it was it was an overseas game actually uh it was a home game and like our home crowd is, is i won't 
I won't lie, it's crazy. Like it's crazy over there. It's like it's like a stadium when the way it's packed. Like, every 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 seat is packed over there. And my favorite game is probably when I had player of the game, my brother. So that was my first player of the game. So that was uh that was uh, yeah, that was my first player of the game. So that that had to be my favorite. I had a I mean I had a lot of favorite games, but that that had to definitely be my favorite game for sure. So you, my, you got give us you got give us the stat line. What was the stat line? Stat line was uh, I was solid. I mean I had fifth. It was like fifteen six and three. Okay. So I was I was cool with that. I was cool. You got the win though, right? <laughs> we got the win. Yeah. I mean, and, and and just just being at that stage, you know, like it was just yeah. That that's that was a blessing right there. It felt it felt good. All right, the last one before we get you out of here. Wrapping it up. Five people, dead or alive, you'll have a dinner with. Okay, top five, dead or alive. Yeah, who, who are you bringing to your dinner table? Five people, dead or alive. Uh, dead or alive. LeVar. LeVar Ball. Uh, Biggie, I put Biggie up there. Lavar Ball, Biggie, Drake, Barack Obama, and uh, I don't know if it's funny, but I'll probably uh, have a combo of Rod Wave. <laughs> so I'll put Rod, but that's my five right there. I believe you got right it. There. You got Barack. You good with that table? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll do that. I'll leave that five right there. All right, man. Yo, Carlo, thank you for hopping on with us. Yo, man, I'm appreciate you for having me, man. Appreciate y'all. It's good man. to see y'all, man, for sure. It's been a minute. Oh, always good seeing you, bro. And and you know, a lot. I think people are gonna take a lot of good uh, gems from this podcast. You know, you talking about your experience going overseas because. People don't really realize all that goes into it, right? Like, it's a lot more than just, I love basketball, I'm going to go play it. It's a lot. It's a, there's a business side to this. There's a cutthroat nature of playing professionally and being a professional in general in any space. But playing basketball, doing it, doing it in sports, it's not easy, man. So I commend you, bro. Like, keep growing, bro. I'm rooting for you. Um, hope you have a great season. I know I'm, I'm going to try to keep track, man. Send me some live streams, too. Try to tune nah, in. You. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, Greg. Antonio, I appreciate y'all, man, for having me, for real. No doubt. Uh, you already know the vibes. If you're watching this, you're listening to us, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you share it. Tag a friend. Benchmark. You know what we do? We bring people together. So if you're not talking to your baby moms, your baby daddy, your cousin, turn on the Benchmark podcast. It's going to bring <laughs> you together. going to have conversation. This is the sure. Benchmark. Sports, entertainment, pop culture, food, talk. <laughs> Bring y'all together, so check it out. But so you know, man. exactly, stay ready. You ain't gotta get ready. Bench mob, we out. Peace. All right. Peace. Yeah. <laughs>